Welcome everyone, live from CRC North Keelor in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Bringbank Live. My name is Tamara and my co-hosts today are Charlotte and Alana. Our special guest today is Malau Liuth, a young leader from the African Youth Initiative. Hi Malau, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. Um, so could you tell us a bit about your work with the African Youth Initiative? Yeah, so um, at the African Youth Initiative, I'm currently the treasurer. So I deal with all the finances. Um, I deal with the payroll. Um, I'm also a set of, as a board member. So we started the organization in 2020, um, just reflecting upon our community and what was going on in our community, seeing the, the disengaged youth. And we wanted to do something about it, um, knowing, knowing that we were also in the same position um, when we were in high school and growing up. We wanted to do more for our community and to give back. And so um, a few of us came together and we, we established the organization as a non-profit. What inspired you specifically to start working with them? What inspired me? I think um, just growing up, I didn't have that. Um, I didn't have any mentors or I didn't have anyone to really look up to or to speak to. Um, so I know that there's many kids out there who are also going through the same thing. They don't have any mentors, anyone to look up to as well. So being in the position that I'm now studying, working, running an organization, I know that I could impact them in the way that I wanted to be impact when I was younger. Um, so I just want to be a role model. I want to be a voice to those who don't have a voice. And I think that's my greatest influence, just to be able to give back to community um, what I wasn't given um, when I was younger. Um, as a young person in secondary school, what challenges did you face growing up and in secondary school? Um, in secondary school, I wasn't, I wasn't the most focused student. Um, growing up, school wasn't really for me. I was more about sports. Um, so I wasn't really engaged in class. I wasn't really, my heart wasn't for it. I was more so for sports. I was set on sport. Um, and I think when I decided that I actually wanted to go to uni and that I wanted to study further, I think it was hard just building that momentum to be able to study. And um, I think lack of support, I guess. And so I didn't know how to reach out. I didn't know how to ask for help. I think that was my, my biggest issue. Um, but once I started doing that, once I started asking for help, once I started speaking to the careers counsellors, I got a lot of support from them. And so I think my my biggest challenge in, in high school was actually just knowing who to ask for help yeah. and knowing where to go to. Yeah. Um, with that said, um, what would you give advice to students like you? I would tell them to utilise the staff, um, speak to careers counsellor. If you don't know what you want to do in, in, in the future, whether it be work or whether it be university, speak to speak to your staff members just, you know, just for ideas and to, to try to ignite that passion that you may have within you that you're unaware of. Um, career counsellors are really good at just giving you that support. Um, and so that would be the advice that I'll give, just utilise all the resources that you do have, whether it be teachers or whether it be um, even just the students around. Just speak to them and, and find out exactly what you want to do. Were there any specific people that helped you kind of know what you wanted to do? Yeah, I think, um, yeah. Well, actually, I had a I had a teacher in year 12 who I told her that I wanted to study law and commerce um, and she she told me that I, I wasn't capable of doing it. And I think for me, although it's not it's not a supportive thing or it's not a, it's not a positive thing, um, it gave me something to really work towards. Like I wanted to prove her wrong and prove myself right um she said i wasn't capable of doing it and i said i am capable and so i think that that drive was always within me um just being able to go and study law and to, to be able to prove her wrong and prove myself right so i think having people who may doubt you or who may think that you're not capable of doing something 
can sometimes work as a motivation to make you work harder and actually prove them wrong. Do you think it's important that the people you surround yourself with, um, they also rub off on you and influence the stuff that you do? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'm actually a man of faith, so I, I do read. I do read the Bible, and it speaks about um, bad company corrupting good morals. So if you if you surround your people, if you surround yourselves with bad people, they're gonna corrupt those good morals that you have within you. Um, I remember I had a mentor, um, and he he would always tell me like, if you want to make money, if you want to start businesses, if you want to do all these great things, you can't surround yourself with people who aren't uh, who don't have the same passion, who don't have the same drive. Otherwise they're going to rub off on you. So I think it is very important. And so if if you want to go and study law, then go speak with lawyers and find out what it is because then that might actually um, inform you that that's not what you want to do. So yeah, surround yourself with, with bright people yeah. so that you can also be bright. Um, what initially um, made you pursue law as a degree? Yeah, I think just the experiences that I had while I was younger. So there was a time where I was on the wrong side of the law. Um, I, was, I was a bad kid. Um, yeah, always getting into trouble. But I think there were some instances where I knew my rights were being infringed and I knew that I wasn't in the wrong, but the police officers were were in the wrong. And so well, I didn't know anything though. I didn't know my rights. I didn't know the law. So I couldn't say anything. I couldn't speak for myself. And so that 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 was when I decided I want to actually go study law so that I can know what it means and what my rights are and to be able to speak for other people who, who actually also don't know so that's where the passion ignited just just being able to be equipped and to know the law to study the law and from then on that drive just grew more and more leadership can take um, many forms Um, as a young leader in the community what is your leadership style and how has it changed over the years i think communication is is a big thing that's something that that i like just being able to communicate being able to express my ideas in a way that people would understand. Um, but over the years, when you work with people from all forms of life, from all cultures, from all religions, from all aspects of life, you get to, you, you adapt to it. So you know how to speak to certain people, you know how to speak to certain groups of people. And so I think over time, my communication has grown a lot more. And obviously, um, all we do is communicate in our daily lives. So I think communication is a leadership skill that I, that I grew in and that's very important. Yeah, 100%. Um, so it seems like you do do a lot, but it's always yeah. important to take a break. So could you take us through some of your hobbies and interests? Um, I love staying fit. I love going to the gym. Um, I think for me, that's where I clear my mind because all I do is work, study, community events. So I think um, being able to just go to the gym and, and forget about everything and just focus on me and building myself up physically and even mentally, I think it's, it's a good stress lever. And I also enjoy um, playing basketball. Yeah. Um, as how is the way African youth is portrayed in mainstream media? Does that inspire you to help change the narrative? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think as you would know as well. I think there was a certain period where African youth were portrayed as as, as bad bunch of people, or they do is, is wrong. Um, and there was never good portrayed, but there's a lot of African youths in the community who are doing good, who are doing positive, who are impacting community and being engaged in a positive way. And so what African Youth Initiative aims to do is to actually bring that to light. The media is not going to do it, so we'll do it. We'll bring those who are doing well, who are studying law, who are studying medicine, who are doing all of these things and bring it to light to, to showcase that, look, you, you know, there are those who are doing good. There's a bad bunch in every bunch, you know, so. Yeah. What's the most rewarding 
thing about the community work that you do? Being able to help. Um, as I said, I think when I was younger, I felt like I didn't have that support. I didn't have that help. And so now I'm in a position where I get calls daily just um, from s- several companies and organizations as a reference check. You know, they want to they wanna check the character of someone applying for a job and they call me. You know this person, they've worked with you. Do you um, recommend them to work with us? And I can and I can advocate for them. I can speak for them. Like, look, this person has worked for my company. They're good people. And so in a way, um, that's that's been very rewarding just being able to help people get employment, um, get into schools and things like that. That's been and that's how rewarding. does what you do help with your mental health and well-being? It gives me hope. Um, just being able to to know that um, we're being showcased in in a in a good way now, not just in a, a negative light. Um, I think it gives me hope that this will continue to happen, not just for people in Melton, but people in Werribee and, and even in the state and globally. So it just gives me a lot of hope. If you were just tuning in, you're listening to CRC Live on Bringbank Live, live from CRC North Keelor in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Tamara and my co-hosts today are Charlotte and Alana. And our special guest today is Malau Leuth, a young leader from the African Youth Initiative. So Malau, could you take us a bit through your childhood, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, um, so I was born overseas in South Sudan mm-hmm. in a little village called Khartoum. Um, I lived there just for about a year. So I was young and then we moved to, to Egypt. Um, once we moved to Egypt, we lived there for about three years. Um, and my parents saved up enough money to, to move down to Australia. So we moved to Australia in 2005. And uh, I grew up in Footscray. So I went to Footscray West Primary School. And that's when I, when I came to Australia, I had no, no English whatsoever. I didn't know how to speak English. Um, I would speak Arabic to my English teachers and they, they didn't understand. Um, but over time, I, I learned. So yeah, growing up, I, I it was it was difficult at first. Everything was new. Everything was different. Um, yeah, and it was just it was as if I was a new baby again at the age of five. But yeah. Um, what made you move from Egypt to Australia? Um, I think the opportunities. Like my mother, she's she's never been to school. She's never been to primary school. Never been to, to high school, and that could have been our destiny. Us kids. She has many kids. Um, but it wasn't because we we were brought to a place where there's many opportunities. Where there's an opportunity to develop and to grow as a, as a, as a human being. And so that's why we moved here. Um, also for safety as well, back home, there's a lot of civil war. So you never know next morning you can wake up with, you know, terrible things happening. Um, so I think it's just the safety, security and opportunity were the greatest, um, reasons as to why we moved here. Were there any people or multiple people that helped you with your transition from moving? Yeah, uh, obviously at the time I was young, so I didn't know all about the immigration um, services and things like that, but those people did support. Um, also with work, um, it was a lot of money, but my, my mom was able to get work in Egypt and my dad was also a constable back home. Um, so that, that helped him financially to be able to get enough money to move down. Um, what advice could you give to young people who um, are willing to step up as leaders? Um, if you have any leadership traits within you, if you can speak in front of people, if you have the heart to help people, then you, you do have that character to be a leader. Um, and leadership is not easy. It, it, it requires sacrifice. It can be very demanding. Um, but I say if you have a passion or if you have something that ignites you daily that you want to help people, then leadership is definitely for you. And I would just say go for it. There's many support out there, whether it be your peers or whether it be um, just services within the community, 
But yeah, it's not a thing that you do alone. Leaders don't just lead alone. They usually have people helping them in the back as well. Even with AYI, there's um, there's five people in our board. So it's not just me. I'm not just doing everything. Um, so leaders also need that support. So it's okay to, to ask for help as well if you do get into leadership. Um, how do you recommend that people take the step to ask for help? Do you reckon that – because obviously asking for help is such a taboo thing nowadays. Yeah. Do you reckon like – what is your advice for them who those who are seeking help and need help? Um yeah, if you're seeking help, you don't have to go to to these big organizations or straight to your principal. You can go to who who you're closest to. Um because the more you open up, the more you begin to ask for help, the more you break down those walls of fear and anxiety. Um so it's just about making that first step and making that first step doesn't have to be a big step. So yeah. you can ask for help from your closest friend it doesn't have to yeah, be a really big step um you did mention that at one point in your life you're on the wrong side of the law was there a particular turning point in which made you like inspired you to change yeah it was close to year 11 i think i was in year 10 uh as i as i mentioned earlier i had some running with the police um and the way they, they treated me was it was uh it was horrible and i was like this is there's no way that this is right there's no way that this is this is legal and but I, as I said, I didn't have any knowledge. I didn't have um, any understanding of the law and what my rights were. And so at that moment, I'm like, I want to be able to know my rights. I want to be able to know the law and and to be able to speak for myself, speak for those who are in a similar position. And so from then on, I was fixated and I was set that I want to go study in law, uh, understand my rights, and be able to assist people. And so I think that would be the turning point. And then from then on, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's important to surround yourself with good people. I left those friends who were um, who were influencing me or who were feeding that troubled lifestyle. I left them behind and I made some new friends who were more focused on school, focused on work. Um, and they also gave me that support to, to do better as well. Mm -hmm. um, so what does the future look like for you? Oh, uh, God knows. I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot. I'm doing a lot at the moment. Um, but I'm just taking it step by step so I don't get overwhelmed. And right now my focus is I'm just completing my degree. I actually finished next year. I'm mm -hmm. um, going into my fifth year, so I just want to focus on completing my degree in law and commerce and then getting into the workforce. I'm not too sure exactly what, but I do want to get into uh, youth justice. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the plans. And obviously the work that we do with AYI, we have a lot of plans and programs coming up. And so those are my priorities at the moment. Do you have any advice for those wanting to take up law and commerce in uni? Don't do it. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah law, law is a lot. Like I said, I think if your heart is for something, it doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter how long it may take. Like I've been studying five years, almost five years now, full time. Oh, it's been a long five years, but um, my heart is really for it. So I, I think it's just, it's a motivation for myself to keep going, um, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So if you want to study law and that's what you want to study, then you go for it. Like if you need to take time off, if you need to drop down to part time, then you do that. Um, however, whatever it is that's in your heart, you pursue that yeah um so our segment today is really focused on mental health and well-being how does working with the community really help that sense um i think it's a, it's a good reminder for myself too because the work that we do mostly is to is to to bring more awareness around mental health especially within the african youth initiative and it, sorry in the african youth communities and even in the youth community, um, mental health is a taboo subject. No one wants to talk about it. 
we wait until are you okay day to start asking people if they're okay. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's more so um, asking are you okay, even not on that specific day. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's a reminder for myself to check in with myself and to self-reflect and to see if I'm okay and to see if I'm if I'm doing well um, mentally, emotionally. Uh, and, and yeah, so I think it's just, it's a good reminder and reflection. In high school, did you have any of like these things that where you could check on someone if they were okay or like even just check in with yourself or did you feel not comfortable talking about it? Yeah, I remember they used to always talk about uh, all these services like Beyond Blue, um, all these mental health services and I used to always look, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not calling those numbers, I'm not checking in with them people. Um, and you just think these people are getting paid to, to check on on you. But when you actually utilize these services, you see that they, they do more than, than what they even ask for for work. Yeah. So these people actually do care. These people actually do want to help and, and help you better your mental health. So I would say those services that, um, that are given to you or that you're, you know of, whether it be Beyond Blue, um, use them, utilize them. Like it's okay to, to ask for help. It's okay to, 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 to let people know that you're not okay in that moment. We're all humans. We all go through our own things, our own challenges. Um, and I don't think it's right to try to deal with it yourself. So I would just say, utilize those services and ask for help. It's okay. Mm-hmm. How does work, what you do and working with the community, do you reckon that helps your mental health yourself? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. As I said earlier, I think it's just a reminder. Like, how can I ask if you're okay if I'm not okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's just it's just a good reminder for myself to, before I can help someone else, I need to be able to help myself. Before I can feed someone else, I need to eat myself first. Yeah. So it's like I need to be able to do all these things so that I could be a good example um, for the people before me or for the people I'm trying to support. Imagine your teacher trying to teach you and they don't even know the subject. Yeah. So in the same way, they need to go and study that subject and then they can teach you. So in the same way, I think with mental health like and, and even supporting people in general, you need to be able to support yourself so that you can give the best of yourself to those who are who you are trying to support. That's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Malau Louis. <laughs> Sorry, I just pronounced that so badly. Can yeah. I start this? That's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Malau Louis. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today live from CRC North Keelor in Melbourne, Australia. You have been listening to CRC live on Bringbank Live. My name is Tamara and my co-hosts today were Charlotte and Alana. Thank you for joining us. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.